man, oh man, those interest rates sure are just popping off. But that's not the only thing that's popping off. San Antonio just hit a fresh new set of real estate records. Curious what they are? Stay tuned to this video to find out. So the question is always the same. How do I get into real estate investing if I have no money? How do I find deals? How do I negotiate deals? How do I find contractors and manage rehabs? How do I get the money to even buy these houses, to hold these houses? How does a rental work? How do you manage a rental? How do you manage tenants? How do you borrow money? How do you borrow money with almost no interest? How are all these things done and how are they done the right way? Well, I am John Barbera, and this is an investor's journey where we share with you how to invest in real estate the right way and how to get into it with no money, how to do this with real tactics that are working today in the market that we're in right now with things that we are personally doing. So welcome to the show. I'm John Barr with an investor's journey where we bring you the best tips, tricks, and strategies to help you succeed in real estate the right way. In this channel, we go over everything in our business about what's working and some of the things that aren't working. If you're new to this channel, we'd love it if you could do three things for us. Give us a like button, subscribe to the channel, and if you know somebody that find this information useful, please give it with a share. So without further ado, let's get right on to the report. All right, first up, we got building permits issued for the month of June. We are at 909 single-family residential permits, was a 29.3% decrease year over year. And we're at two to four units, had a 92 permits, was a 2200% increase year over year. And the five-plus units of the multifamily was at 1,336, which was a 22% increase year over year. Average sales price set a new record of 17, well, to hit 400,000 for the first time. And as a sale average price increase of 17.71 from this time last year, and median sales set a new record of 340,000, which that is a 17.2% increase year over year. All right, the median sales price going back to June 2010 plotted on a graph. And what you're really looking at here is our sales cycles, where we typically go up in the summertime and down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter. And that's what you're really seeing here is our overall sales cycles, except for these last couple of years where it just kind of seemed to have gone straight up and never really come down and just kind of skipped over it. That's not normal. And now you are seeing where we are starting to return to normal with the return of inventory, more competitive offers, and other things like that. So what we really use this stuff for is when we're buying inventory, we love to load up on inventory right around that December, January, February timeframe. So by the time that we get those renovated and back on the market, we're hitting that next selling season for the overall real estate cycle. So that's something you can keep in mind as these markets do return to normal and they are going to return to normal of the overall selling season. So when you reach into the summertime, that's the March or not really March, but like May, June, July timeframe, know that is when everybody's buying and that is your selling season. So we'll try to load up an inventory in the winter and try to sell it off in the summertime. So now let's take a look at the overall year over year appreciation. And this is something that I tracked for a long time because I want to see where the overall appreciation is generally heading. Because as you can see, when we came out of the last real estate recession, real estate bottomed out or the lending crisis, the financial crisis, whatever you want to call it, we really bottomed out around the summer of 2012. And you can see how fastly that shot up and it stayed consistently hitting that seven, eight, nine, 10% for several years. And then it really just started to compress down. 
And that was interest rates normalizing. You could see when they raised the interest rates in 2019 that that slowed the market even more. And it's even more important to keep in mind in this market right now, as they're raising interest rates, what's that designed to do? And that is a slow down asset appreciation. So we've had huge booms these last two years as the charts show. And every major metro, I'm sure, shows almost something very similar to this. But now that they're starting to raise interest rates and normalize the market, I expect to see that appreciation rate start to really trend down over these next several years. So back to the numbers, total sales for the month of June, there was 3,674. And that is a 9% decrease year over year. Average rental price was up to 1850, which is a 10.4% increase year over year. I wanted to take a second here to talk about total sales. So we have a 9% decrease from this time last year, and this is actually the third month in a row that that has happened. Now these aren't saying sales are falling off a cliff. Yes, sales are falling and interest rates are rising and inventory is rising. That doesn't mean that we're in a huge crash just yet. I have a friend that was constantly sending me price changes, price changes, price changes. And I think that's what's really happening with that is people were still trying to sell their houses like they could sell back in January, February, March of this year. Well, that's not typically happening more. So people are going to have to be more competitive. They can't price 20,000 over what it should price for, get multiple bidding prices. Those days are gone. We've listed several houses in these last couple months, and you can definitely tell in the market that that has definitely softened from a buyer side. So I do expect sales to kind of drop a little bit year over year because we're no longer in the boom times. If you want to see like immediate reaction of what it is, I think next year, this is where we're going to start appreciation and really slow down is total sales is falling down from this time last year at a time that inventory is rising. So you think sales would increase, but the rising interest rates has really put a damper on what the overall affordability is of a lot of these homes that are currently being listed on the market. So let's take a look at monthly rents posted over time, going back to January, 2014. And just like meeting sales, it follows the same selling cycle where the price goes up in the summertime, down in the winter, up in the summertime, down in the winter without these last couple of years where it's just kind of taken off. Uh, while we feel for a lot of uh, tenants and stuff like that, having rents increase is actually going to be a good thing for landlords because it allows us when prices go up, taxes go up, insurance go up, contract and repair fees go up, everything goes up. We have to pass some of that cost onto the tenants. So to be able to see that the market is supporting some higher rent load is good news for the overall health of the real estate market. But now we use this information as we look at the data, every single one of our leases of our portfolio end in March, April, and May. And we do that by design. So if a tenant does move out, that we can get a new tenant in there. If we have to do some make ready repairs, whatever it may be, we're listing right at the beginning of that, that high renting season where we can get that next uh, bump in rental prices. So that's something you can definitely do in your business. Nobody says as a landlord, you have to do a 12 month lease or 18 month lease. We've done seven, eight, nine, 12, 15, 16, just to get us to end right there on that uh, sweet spot between March and May for the rents. Let's look at overall employment here for San Antonio. We are at 1.22 million, and that is a 9% increase year over year. So that is fantastic news to see that our employment base is continuing to climb year over year. And we gained 2,885 jobs from this time at last month. Our unemployment rose a little bit to 2.21 but I'm not too worried about that. And it's up to 3.5 because that is still considered full employment for here in the MSA of San Antonio. Let's take a quick look at the 20 year employment posted over time. 
And I use this information because I want to know the overall trend of unemployment. Because you can see how fast in these last two, the Great Recession of 08 and the COVID recession of 2020, how fast in unemployment really just spiked up. That's why I track this stuff as if, if this the Fed is unsuccessful in slowing this down and they actually do create mass employment, trying to tame inflation, we're going to see it show up in these numbers. And that's something we are going to be really starting to worry about if that starts to go and continue because over time, if people are being laid off, people quit coming to San Antonio and jobs aren't being created. That means that an effect of the real estate industry is that prices could really soften and that inventory levels could really rise to three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine months inventory. So that's something that we're going to keep a very close eye on as the Fed starts to normalize this market is the interest rates, unemployment, and the overall job creation in our MSA. Yo, hit that like button yet? Thought about subscribing? Really wish you would. All right, back to the presentation. So now let's take a months of inventory into consideration for the month of July. So at the beginning of July, we were sitting at 2.13 months of inventory, and that is 0.46 month increase from this time last month. So inventory has drastically gone up from the June timeframe. May of 19, just for a retrospect, it was sitting at 3.42. Now, normally I just do what the inventory was last year, but I want to give a little synopsis here of what that really means of normalizing. There's a lot of what we call fear porn out there in the market of people trying to scare people. Oh, we're in recession. Oh my God, the housing market's going to crash. Everything's going to go to shambles, run for the hills, go to cash. That is not what is actually happening. Yes, inventory levels are rising and is getting me more unaffordable to buy a home. But you can see from the sales data, we still had 3,900 sales here in San Antonio. So people are obviously still buying houses here in the summertime. Now I put what it was in 2019 because I want to show like where we were at even in 2019. And we were still in a quote unquote booming real estate market because prices still were increasing. There was a lot of times we were flipping houses, listing houses back in the time frame, And when we bought a house, put it on the market, there's a good chance of a long rehab that the price might increase actually 5,000 from when we bought it to when we renovate it and put it on the market. Now it's not going to be like last year where you bought something and two months later, it's worth 20,000 more. That's not going to, that's not going to be the case anymore. But I want to give that picture and hear like what a normal market was or what the market even was prior to the whole COVID pandemic of what the inventory levels were back then. And now the inventory levels, why that is such an important thing is, is what we as real estate investors use to gauge the overall health of the market as far as a buyer and seller. Now, depending who you follow, that sweet spot between basic economics and 101 between supply and demand is somewhere between five, six, four, four and a half, five and a half months of inventory, depending on who you listen to. Well, anytime that number gets really low, you get into what's called a seller's market. That means a seller has more negotiating power in the market. There's more people trying to buy houses than there are people selling them. So that's why this last, these last two years, you've seen houses go through the absolute roof is because you had massive buyer demand of people trying to buy property and not enough people trying to sell it, which drove the inventory super low and the market's trying to find the equilibrium again. So the only way it can do that is you just raise prices until you find the equilibrium again. And now with the rising interest rates, that has made mortgages much more expensive to purchase. So that brings per people's buying power down. So that means inventory levels are starting to rise. And that's actually a good thing and a healthy thing for the real estate market because the longer the prices continue to rise like that, the more turmoil that's going to cause in the political sphere of people saying that they can't get into it. It's going to have government intervention and that's stuff that we do not want in a free moving economy, especially in our own backyard of the real estate industry. 
So are we worried or cautious? A little worried, but more cautious than anything. And that's why we watch this stuff, why I put this data out for everybody to see like, hey, yes, things are changing. The market is shifting, the things are cooling off. But look at where we were and before 2019 or in 2019, where we are today and where we were last year. And you can really see it's like, hey, it's not that bad just yet. But could it get that way? For sure. But that's why we track all this stuff and we put this information out. So if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe and like the video. So next time you put something out, you're updated when this information comes out and you get it the fresh at any time. Now let's break down the the months of inventory into price points. So you can really kind of determine where the best place to spend your marketing dollars and where you want to be buying and holding property. All right. So let's break down the months of inventory a little bit further. So for us, we use this information because we want to know where the bulk of the sales are actually happening in the overall market. So with this data, we use this because that's where we target our marketing and all of our sales. So with this, you can see it's basically between 200 and 350. Now I'm not saying this is the best place to be. This is what just works for us. And the reason we do that is the bulk of the sales are there. Some of the lowest inventories there. That's where the highest demand product actually is. So if you go back to a year or two years ago and look at some of my reports and the data shows right there as well. And the price range might've changed a little bit, but the highest sales and the lowest inventory was typically coincided with each other. So that's way for us, for our rentals, our flips, everything we do, we try to stay in that medium price point, which was I think 340, which is right in that sweet spot and below. And we do that because the the sales are there. The data is there. It shows that the buyers are wanting inventory and they want product in that price point. So that's for us what we use this information for while we do our investing. Next up, we have the lowest months inventory by zip code. Now, a lot of these have really changed over the time. Because if you were to go back two, three, four years ago, a lot of this stuff, the lowest price points were the lowest months of inventory. But that all changed with the whole COVID pandemic thing and things really flew around. But the reason I give this information is I want you to see really kind of drive home what the low months of inventory really do. So when you look at something, a lot of these are so insanely low. Look at what the prices were just two years ago to what they've climbed to now today. And that really shows what low months of inventory does and why it's so important and why we track those things so religiously and let that drive what we do as far as price points, how we market and what we do with our overall properties when we take something down. So the caveat to the lowest months of inventory is the highest months of inventory. And now it's not to say these are bad zip codes by any means, and especially as the market starts to normalize because two years ago or a year ago, a lot of these were actually super low as well. Go back and watch some of the stuff from 2018 and 19 that I did. And you'll see that a lot of these higher price point zip codes got in the inventory at a too high level and there's much more competition. So it's not saying these are bad zip codes to do investing. It's just something that you need to be aware of what the inventory's level are for the price point in the area that you are investing. Because if there's high inventory, that means that the buyers that are buying in that place, that inventory, that area have a lot of things to choose from. So for us, every time we do an analysis on a property or a certain area, we look at what is the overall inventory level and what is the overall buyer demand and where does that fit in the price point of the overall market here in San Antonio? Well, now there's a lot of zip codes in between here. I'm just giving the top 10 and the lowest 10. So if you're wanting to get uh, the information and get the full list of zip code, I need you to text that number at the bottom, market to 210-794-9898, and we'll get you that full list of a zip code so you can see what the, everything looks like and get you a PDF of the overall presentation. But 
This is why it's so important because when you're looking at something and see these high inventory levels, it means your competition's high, which means you need to put more effort into your renovation, whether it be staging a house, putting more money into the higher ROI parts of a home, which is usually your master bathroom and your kitchens, do landscaping, professional photos, virtual tours, whatever it needs to do to make sure your house does not sit on the market for that average month's inventory, which could be three, four, five months, because every time a month goes by and every time that day goes by, a lot of us use private money, hard money to do these things, that interest payment comes right off your bottom line every single month. So you want to do the extra things to make sure your house goes on the market and kind of beats that market and gets the offer much quicker than the average in the area. So there you have it, folks. That is the months of or the market update for the month of July. Like I said, this goes out every single month. If you haven't yet, please hit the like at the bottom. Give us a subscribe and share this with somebody. Otherwise, we will catch you guys next month.